A Cadmian Victory by M.J. Bradley Read by Sam Gabriel Based on the works of J.K. Rowling Chapter 114 Many Happy Returns Dead things danced beneath dusk skies, tattered gray specters rippling in searing hot winds, dragged back into a deep, distant dark. Harry watched them vanish one by one, ripped from green fields and fading sunlight by the strength of a storm he couldn't feel. Familiar faces twisted into soundless screams, sucked into the abyss. You can save us. A girl of faint gray mist clung to the long grass, straining every sinew against the silent storm. Save us from our last enemy. She reached out her arm. Take my hand if you want to live. Harry caught warm fingers in his, clasping the girl's hand. Gold and onyx gleamed between their hands. The stun, he murmured. The storm, the girl whispered back. The deep, distant dark fell away and the searing hot wind stilled. Pink crept up the girl's arm from where their hands joined, color rippling across her like spells bursting on a shield charm. Harry, Katie murmured her brown eyes bright and warm above a broad grin. Harry. Harry. Fleur shook him awake, easing her fingers free of his and flexing her hand. It's nearly evening. Katie. A dull ache chewed away beneath his ribs. I don't care, he muttered. Is the evening Dumbledore asked you to go Horcrux hunting? She brushed his fringe back off his forehead and cupped his cheek. And this a bit uncomfortable down here on the floor, Monker. He blinked and squinted across the white kitchen tiles, growing aware of the numb twinge in his legs and back. Yeah, it is. You didn't want to move, Fleur said, helping him up with a grimace and stretching her back. Is it any better? Harry sighed and let the emptiness swallow everything. He managed a faint smile. But I can endure it while I have you. While we have our dream, we can endure anything, she murmured. I won't pretend I've felt what you feel, but I know. If anyone ever heard Gabrielle. Her eyes flashed pitch black and white feathers sprouted from her skin. I would melt them like wax and smile as they screamed. Malfoy did it. A familiar cold fist curled sharp-nailed fingers round Harry's heart, and Dumbledore let him. The stun. He took a deep breath and honed the ice in his blood to a razor-sharp edge. Katie's voice whispered in the back of his ear. The storm. A lost enemy. Harry drew himself up and fixed his ragged sleeve. I'll go back. And I'll see her again. I will see her, and I'll see Salazar. Death is the last enemy will make it our final victory. Fleur held his gaze with a serious glint in her blue eyes. The resurrection stone may not work as perfectly as you hope, Marmor. 
She may just be a shadow. A shadow is a stop. A shadow is a soul. Harry clenched his fist around his wand. I could remake her if I have her soul. Bring her back. A hot point of triumph flared in his chest. A body's just bones and flesh if I have her soul. Fleur's brow creased. You know what happens when we wish for things like this, Mongo? The air slipped from his lungs and his heart shrank down into the dark. I know. He closed his eyes and sighed. They never come true. She pulled him forward into her arms and pressed a light kiss to his lips. We will try. Together we'll unravel the magic of the Hallows, but first. Her eyes bled black as tar, half a finger's length from his own. Vengeance and our sunset. I haven't forgotten. Harry let himself feel the sharpness of the ice in his chest. I learn from my mistakes. They won't have the chance to take anything else away, and I'll have the resurrection stone. Be careful, Marmo. Fleur cupped his cheeks in her hands and kissed him hard. He may be old, cursed and weakened, but he is still Albus Dumbledore. Her grip on his face tightened. I would demand to come with you, but I know you'll only panic if I do. Harry managed a hint of a smile. I can't lose you. And now you're the only thing left to take away. Serious? Fleur pointed a finger upstairs. You still have your godfather. It's not the same. A small, soft smile curved her lips. I know, but you still have him, and Gabby too. She will never leave us either. Fleur rested her forehead against his and brushed her silver hair away from between them. Be careful. Do not do anything reckless. No risks, Morif. He breathed. Maybe I'll get lucky and the Horcrux will do everything for me. I prefer it when there is a plan, Fleur muttered. I have a plan. Malfoy, destroy the locket, take the stone. Her eyes darkened a few years. Is it anything more than a handful of vague objectives? Of course. Harry watched her irises shift a few shades further. Maybe. He waited for her eyes to lighten, sighing as their color grew darker still. Okay, no, it's not. She narrowed her eyes. If you don't come back here by tomorrow evening, I will come and find you no matter who's in my way. Harry kissed her cheek, breathing in the soft, sweet smell of marzipan. I'll see you tomorrow, then. He spun the world back past him and stepped into Salazar's study. Silence hung over the chamber, thick enough he could feel the weight of it pressing down on him. A glint of gold caught his eye. I could plan all. Maybe I'll just get lucky. He tucked the vial of Felix Felicis into his pocket and strode out. The entire common room fell silent. Harry! Nev leapt up from his sofa. You're okay? I'm just fine. Sarcasm poured off his tongue. Never been better. We're sorry, Ron said. About Katie. Brimilda's not sorry, Hermione muttered, fiddling with the silver chain about her neck. She's catatonic.
Harry smothered a flash of cold. She's alive, though. Hermione sniffed and bit at her lip. What's happened? All we have is Katie dropped dead and you destroyed the Quidditch pitch. She was killed. Harry stalked through the room and up to the dormitories. That's all that matters. Why, who? Hermione demanded. From Milda? Her lip curled. I doubt it. You know who? Harry bit back a short, bitter laugh and left her behind, sweeping into his dorm. The firebolt sat on his bed, not a twig out of place. A sharp pang tore through his chest, ebbing to a dull, raw throb beneath his ribs. They found it on the pitch near Milton, Katie. Nev stepped through the door behind him. I thought you should have it back. Harry wrenched the hangings closed. I don't want it. I gave it to her. It's Katie's. What actually happened? Nev asked. She was murdered with a cursed necklace, Harry said. It was... A soft step brushed out on the landing, and he twisted around. Hermione froze just outside the door. Wrong dormitory, Harry said. I didn't come to argue. Hermione leant on the door and chewed her lip, wringing her hands. I am really sorry about Katie, Harry. I know the two of you are close. I didn't mean to get all demanding back there. What did you come for, then? he asked. I liked Katie, Hermione murmured. I want to know who it was that killed her. Well, too bad, Harry snapped. I don't want you to know. Hermione huffed, whirled on her feet, and stalked out. What now? Nev asked. What do they do? They, Harry lets out a bitter laugh. There is no they. The Ministry is hiding behind their wards in London. They're not going to send a single aura or hit wizard up here because someone murdered Katie. I may be too late anyway. I'm going to wipe them all away. She's in the hospital wing, Nav murmured. If you want to see her... I do. He glanced at the red and gold hangings of his bed. Would you do me a favor, Nev? My firebolt, Katie's firebolt. Harry let out a long, slow breath. Take it outside somewhere and burn it. Burn it? Nev echoed. I do not want to see it ever again. He slipped his wand from his sleeve and disillusioned himself, striding back down the stairs. He was about to say Malfoy, Hermione hissed. I'm sure of it. You said Malfoy couldn't have done it, Ron said. He wasn't there. I saw him come into the library an hour before anything happened. He was there the whole morning. I was watching him. Hermione worried her lip and toyed with the silver chain at the nape of her neck. Whomever it was, it wasn't Malfoy. Of course he was there the whole time. He used Romilda to do it, knowing she hated Katie and would struggle all the more to throw off the Imperius. Harry strode out of the tower and drifted through the corridors, following his feet to the hospital wing. Rows of empty beds greeted him beyond the doors to the hospital wing. A single, still figure veiled in a white sheet lay upon the furthest from the door. Hey, Katie. The words stuck in his throat as he edged to the side of the bed and drew back the sheet. Dull brown eyes stared up at the ceiling through a limp, scattered fringe and cold, pale skin sat as still as if hewn from marble. This isn't Katie. His fingers tightened around his wand. It's just bones and flesh and blood, a husk of clay. He 
dragged his eyes from her face. Gleaming white opals coiled around her throat, shimmering with faint, iridescent light. He touched the tip of his wands to the largest gem. Malice lurked within its glimmer, a sharp, patient lust for death. It hung at the heart of the pale stones like silence in shadowed corridors, lingering like the stairs of old skulls stacked in dark crypts. Harry forced his magic into the opals and pried the necklace away with a twist of his wand, wrapping it in a conjured black cloth and dropping it into an empty pocket. I'll see you soon, Katie. He drew the sheet back up over her head. I know you're not good at being patient, but with a little luck, it won't be long. End of chapter 114 For the text of this and other stories, visit alltheblankcanvas.com as well as patreon.com slash theblankcanvas. Music by As I Walk Into the Abyss Blinded. QA assistance by Sakiko and Ohana. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch using the contact information on my website, which is located at sangabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.